Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Helen Morris to the show today energy healing practitioner and podcast host. Our guest is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner based out of Rotorua, New Zealand. She came across this healing modality after tragically losing her 18-year-old daughter and only child in a motor vehicle accident in 2017. Prior to this experience, Helen worked in the health sector and health intelligence, supporting general practices in Hawke's Bay with national health initiatives and programs. From 2009 to 2013, she developed and coordinated an award-winning before-school check screening program for four-year-olds, which is also supported at the national level and contributed to two publications evaluating the program. In 2012, our guest was nominated for a leadership award for her contributions locally and nationally to this program. Our guest has been quoted as saying, there are times in life which are so momentous and pivotal, you cease to be the person you were. The loss of my beautiful daughter, Tal Kalish, was one such moment. In the space of an hour, I went from being a proud mama of an 18-year-old taking on life boldly to someone who had to learn how to exist without the most important person in my life. This led me to look at a life with a completely new set of lenses from that moment forward. Our guest launched her podcast called The Beautiful Side of Grief in March of 2021, featuring guests who have moved through heart-wrenching loss or those who are at the whole face supporting this process. It's diverse, heartwarming, though most of the time it's positive and filled with go-tos that anyone can use while they're going through grief in their own experiences. It's a great pleasure that I welcome our special guest, Helen Morris, to the show. Jason, I'm really excited to be chatting <laughs> with you today. Seriously, this is right up my alley. I love these types of conversations where we just get to chat and just see where it's all going to go. Before we even started, I had the pleasure of talking to you and introducing ourselves to each other. And I'll just say this. I called you an angel before we started. I'm calling you an angel now. I was telling you and sharing with you that the synchronicity of our conversation today, how I met an amazing mother who lost two daughters herself. Her name's Eva Rathgerber. And I'm going to introduce you to her because I think the synchronicity of the fact that she lost her two daughters, the universe yells at me with those kind of things. <laughs> touching experiences in my life that I've seen in the last few years. And also I'll leave it at that. I want to thank you for coming on and talking today and being an advocate for grief. I have to ask you this. How do you look back on the loss of your daughter today in reference to giving you the strength you need 
to moving forward and helping you in your everyday situations? Oh, big question right off the start, right off the bat. Okay. Honestly, there's not a day that goes by that I am not grateful for having my daughter in my life. And that continues now that she's not here because she's still a huge part of my life. And as much as I was her mother, she was my teacher as well. And so I learned so, so many valuable lessons from her. And it was almost like when she left, she gave me this image of this big checklist, ticking off a checklist saying, okay, done and dusted here. And I was going, no way. We were just getting to the good part. But then I have to say that my life following her death has been so enriched in ways that I could never imagine. Like I could never imagine being a podcast host and doing energy healing and all those sorts of incredible things and talking to the most amazing people. And it fills my heart every time I do that. So yeah, does that answer your question? <laughs> every time you give me an answer is sufficient. I want to know this. So you went from being a mom and then like you said in your intro, you went from being a mom with your pride and joy of your only daughter and she's 18 and you had to go and re reevaluate and figure out what to do next. And so a, a lot of moms probably listening to this can connect with you and think, oh my God, if I lost my child or if I lost my children, how would my role be fulfilled? And I think you're doing God's work now. I think you've been put on a certain plane of existence where you're not just working just for your daughter, but you're working for all the countless other mothers out there who grieve and people who are looking to you for guidance. It's so inspiring to see that you can take such a moment of uncertainty, fear, I have not lost a child. I don't have any children, but if I did, my heart, first of all, goes out to you in such epic proportions because when I found out about your story, it's deep. And sometimes words don't adequately depict the experience, right? When you deal with spiritual experiences, you might connect to this. When I try to tell people that I had a spiritual experience, like I told you before we got on the on recording that I was under anesthesia. My grandfather came to me while I was under in a garden and answered my mom's prayers to let her know she's not going to die before me. I try to explain that experience beyond the words I just said. And I stumble, I stutter because I can't take a spiritual experience and communicate it with human words. I want to ask you this in your own experiences of what you've been doing since your daughter's death. Have you had moments where you feel the connection so strong the spiritual aspects of things are so consuming that they are amazing. But when you try to explain to others what that's, you're lost for words or you have a hard time expressing it. Because if you do, I understand that. Yes, absolutely. And it's so much bigger than anything we can possibly imagine. That's why it's so difficult to get your head around it all. Like, how does this all work? I was really fortunate in that Tao came to me at the time of her accident. And she actually let me know that she'd had this accident. And that in itself was profoundly spiritual. And she did that because she knew I would be absolutely devastated and heartbroken. And inter interestingly, on some level, I knew that 
when she had her accident, it made so much sense because I used to always have this really unusual reaction to teenagers dying in car accidents. I didn't know why that was. I just always had it over years, even before I had my daughter, but even more so after I had her. And I just used to think to myself, oh my gosh, I don't even know how those parents could cope losing their teens. And then lo and behold, I lose my teen and my only child. And it was like, it went click, click. It was like so many things clicking into place. And I've been able to hear her talking to me ever since her accident. And yeah, I've just had these most profound spiritual experiences. Like I know she's right there with me all of the time. And it's like I surrender to life now, like I didn't before losing her. Honestly, I had a bit of a controlling aspect, I would say. I would describe it as that. Like I was a single parent. I'd had loads of trauma in my life. And the only way I could control my life was to be on top of everything and know what was going to be what I was facing. And then, of course, when I lost her, it stripped away everything. It stripped everything to my very core. And in that, ironically, came my freedom because the worst had happened. So bring it on. What more could happen that would be worse than losing my child? And so I guess. Realizing that, understanding that, having an awareness of that actually opened me up to having even more incredible experiences. I have to ask you this while you're talking Mm -hmm. to me. I'm getting a little, I got to hold back emotion a little. That's just me being honest in my audience because I love what you're talking about. I have to ask you this who was a singer? Who sang? Do you sing? Did she sing? Is there something about singing with voices? Because I feel like that's something she'd bring up to me to tell you as you're talking right now. I gain energy through vibrational energy. And I feel like she wants okay. me to bring that up to you. So if there's something about singing or a memory about that, she's bringing that up to you. And I'm not just throwing that Oh, in. my gosh. Tal loved to sing. And she wasn't the best singer around. <laughs> but honestly, she just did it with body and soul. And if you knew She's- her, like she was so sassy. She was, she just had that X factor. She just could sashay into a room and everybody it, would take the attention in the room. She Excellent. liked to take the, the attention, I feel. And she, she was like that. I bring yes. that up because as you were talking, I feel like she wants to say she's always going to sing and she's going to be singing when you're ready. So oh. if there's some meaning behind that to you, I just want to relay that to you. The funny thing is, is that I sing in the car on my way to work. And that's <laughs> so again, like I would never sing in public, honestly. <laughs> but in my car, that's my safe space. So I'm going to give you something here because I just thought about this. I'm in Tampa in Florida, and I'm not very familiar with how built up you are in New Zealand, but I enjoy singing in the car too, because when I'm happy, I like to sing. When I hear good songs, singing for me is like music therapy. It's such a healing modality. And when we all went through this pandemic, music got me through a lot. And so I'll just say this, when I'm singing, sometimes people look over at me and I'm like, (laughs) I don't care. My windows are rolled up, but you do that too. And I think that's a beautiful thing for you. And I, I... admire that. But I feel like your daughter wanted you to know that as well, just as a side thing. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. No, I told you this would be fun. I want to ask you about your podcast. If you could tell us a little (laughs) about the motivation behind it, what motivated you, what prompted you to create the show and what's been your greatest enjoyment doing it? I reached us place in my life where I needed to change direction. I needed to be doing something. We're in the midst of the pandemic. 
I've been working with an organization based out of the States, and then that was no longer something that I wanted to continue with. So I thought, what am I going to do now? And out of the blue came podcasting. And again, I think it was like divinely sent to me because it wasn't something that I would typically put my hand out for. And I spent three months setting it up. Honestly, I researched it and I, because I thought if I want, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well. And it was like my daughter was saying to me, mom, we need a platform. And she was quite bossy. So she would just keep on mom. (laughs) And so I, I launched this podcast and I tell you what, Oh, gosh, every single day I feel blessed that I have this podcast because it's an awful lot of hard work, as you would know, but I get to speak to the most amazing people and it just fills my heart and I get to share the most incredible stories with others and you never know what is going to be the one thing, whether it's a tip or a saying or just an aha moment that is going to reach somebody, that is going to change their life, change how they think about something. And so I keep my focus quite broad because grief is broad. You can have grief in so many different forms, but the focus is on having gone through the worst and come out the other side with positives that you can share with others that can help them get through the most unimaginable times. Because I believe we are being confronted on a daily basis with new experiences, new ways of having to look at our lives. People have suffered catastrophic, like you say, with Hurricane Ian and the the havoc that's been wreaked over that. Also with people losing their jobs and that was a career perhaps. And now they're in the situation of having to pull themselves back up and find a new direction, find a new passion, find a new love, or just find a new way of just bringing in some money to keep a roof over their head. Yeah. I just feel deeply grateful that I have this opportunity and and there were times I wanted to give it up. It's tough. Don't I'm trying to hold down a full-time job and do this as well. And you it takes a lot of work, more than people would ever imagine. However, this is the one thing I'm not going to give up. I probably would give up my other job before I gave up this one. I love what your answer just now. I connect and I align with what you're saying because I believe podcasting for me has been the biggest window in the world. During the pandemic, when I can go anywhere, I got to do a hundred episodes in one summer. But it introduced me to amazing people. And it's introduced me to someone like you today. And I just feel so grateful for that. Secondly, I feel like your podcast is going to grow even more than you realize. I think the good that you're doing with it is what is meant to be. Sometimes when we grieve and my grief's been different because I've lost like grandparents. I've lost people who are supposed to die before me. The reverse order is the hardest idea to even fathom. And you've dealt with that and you've been dealing with that every day since the loss. But when it comes to your energy healing, when it comes to your decision not to fall down and stay down, but to brush yourself off, pick yourself back up and plug into the resilient spirit that is within all of us, if we can find it, what would you say to a grieving mother right now? Like I mentioned my 
my friend at this point, Eva, who might be listening to this like a month from now, what would you say to someone like her who just suffered a dual loss and has been trying to put herself together again and put on that strong face or any other mother listening to this right now that might have a loss in their own life that they've been working through? What words of encouragement or any type of words would you provide to somebody for advice and if they feel like their world's falling apart and they don't know what to do? I think, and I can only speak from my own experiences, what helped me, one of the things that helped me the most was never asking why. Because that can lead you down rabbit holes and you can still not have an answer at the end of it. And so I just didn't want to go there because sometimes there is no explanation that sits easy with you as to why you have to lose the most precious things in your life. And that's what children are. We have a, a saying here, our children are our taonga. And that's a Māori word for something that's really special, special and treasured. And I would just say to Eva or any other parent out there, any other parent that suffered this is that do it your way. Do what you need to. It does not have to make sense to anybody else except for yourself. There is, like with parenting, there is no book, (laughs) you know, how to, on how to do parenting. And it's the same with grief. There is no how to. What works for one person doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. And so I think you should really honor everything that you're feeling and experiencing and need to go through. Because what I've also recognized over time is that quite often what we've experienced, any trauma in our life that we've experienced will often come up at times of profound grief, like losing a child. And it's it's like Pandora's box being opened and you just don't know what's going to come out of that box. And it's all coming out for a reason. And so I think you just have to trust that if you're feeling extreme anger, then that is okay. But if you feel it six months, 12 months down the line as strongly, then, you know, that's probably a good signal that you might need to get some help with that and enlist the help of somebody. And again, that's a personal choice, how you choose who you want to have help you. Because like for me, I'm a soloist. So I did a lot of this work myself, except I did have a trusted person, a counselor that I went and saw for a couple of sessions. And she also knew my daughter. So we could chat about that. And that was right for me. Other people need a grief counselor because they need somebody who's actually going to help them understand grief, which is quite different from going through another tough time. What you experience with grief just makes no sense. And I just think you just need to honor everything that you're experiencing. If you don't want people there, then find a place, find a way that you can say that, whether that's outright or through somebody, because some people just need to process in isolation and then get out in front of people again. Others need to be surrounded by people. Yeah, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way of doing grief, except to have people who are prepared to walk alongside of you, not judge you, not try and fix it, 
because some things are not easily fixed. And I think the fixing comes from you within when it's the right time. What do you, I'll say this. My aunt passed away a year ago and she was unexpectedly, I wasn't expecting her passing. Obviously when we deal with death, we don't deal, we don't expect it. I would say that. But when she died, I had my own, my most recent example of grief was the being puzzled. Like I couldn't function talking to people about it. And I had a state of myself and I cried a lot. And I don't normally cry, by the way. I just started crying like a lot. It was last November. It was it lasted me for a period of about two to three weeks. And then one morning I woke up and I started to feel a little better. And I probably went through some of those stages that the counselors talk about and all that. But coming from my perspective, being someone who's a medium that likes to help people feel better when they grieve and then having to deal with it myself sitting in the chair, so to speak, was a completely different experience for me. And I was befuddled by it, caught off guard by it. And wow, why is this happening? But as a human, we all are human. I think we even, I bet you even grief experts go through the same stages of what you've gone through and, and, and everything else. And I would say that the best answer you just gave is don't put it in a box, be yourself, be flexible, allow yourself to grieve. And if you have an off day, it's okay. See the right professional, get the right kind of help and guidance for yourself. I think that probably you should try to approach it with some level of organization, at least to that point, when you work with a counselor and you take these constructive steps for yourself. I want to ask you this, what do you consider to be the beautiful side of grief for yourself? Beautiful side of grief is all that my daughter represents. She, it's all the beautiful memories that I have of her. We had some tough times, but she, she was like larger than life. And she left me with some incredibly special, beautiful memories. And I will treasure those always. And it's the laughter and the fun and it's the zest she lived life with. And she didn't get bogged down in life. And I think so many of us do. And she just said, just live it. And I think what that made me aware of was that you never know what is around the corner. So are you living your life the way you want to be living it right here, right now? And that's a good question. Don't wait until you've got saved up enough money or got the house or the boat or the car or can go on that trip you want. Live life every single day as though this is it. This is the best day that you have to live and you're going to live it to the max and you're going to live it authentically. And that's the other thing. I think we, so much of our life being conditioned by our parents, by our environment, by our schooling experiences, by our workplaces, by our peers. Who are you? Who do you really want to stand up and show the world? It's being able to step into that person's shoes and do it in a way that just, because I think once you do that, you start to head on your true north. And when you're heading on your true north, then everything starts to fall in place. You just get introduced to the to the work that you're supposed to be doing, to the people that you need to have in your life, that the opportunities that you've been waiting for, they suddenly or not so suddenly appear. And that's because you've surrounded yourself in this beautiful energy that's attracting amazing things into your life. So she taught me that. So I digressed a wee bit there. But and honestly, all the experiences I've had since losing Tal have been incredible teachers to me. Like 
it's like I stood up and petitioned to have the speed changed on the road that she died on because I heard of so many others who had really close calls on that road and the speed had been lowered and then it went up again. And so it was up before the council. So I went and spoke to them and said, hey, let's lower it. Let's give people a couple of seconds more to be able to make a better choice. It's not going to change what happened to my daughter. But if we can help somebody else, then, you know, that's a good thing. It enabled me to go into energy healing. And I'd always been a little bit spiritual, but I didn't realize the impact of energy and how that can just totally change your world. Like. I taught it to myself initially before I trained in it. And I went from being this person full of all these things that I felt I needed to do and I needed to be for other people. And I'd lived my life quite uptight. And then when I started to do healing on myself, I started to release all the air all the emotions that I'd suppressed that had stopped me being my true self. And when I released those, I had this incredible sense of being calm and at peace and being able to look at life and enjoy life again. And it really opened doors for me. And just I have so much i could just go on and on (laughs) (laughs) i just for our audience's understanding because i kind of left this open without expressing it how lost her life about four or five years ago 2018 is that right 17 2017 so it's been several years and i want to ask you this because these different people i work with post death post grief they'll tell me i woke up in the middle of the morning jason and when i woke up i put the tv on and my daughter's favorite show was on TV at that time in the night. And I got up to get water and I thought to myself, how coincidental, but it's not coincidental. And I've noticed that several times since then. It happens yeah. frequently, Jason. I, my little private thing that I notice is I'll wake up at 2.30 in the morning, my time and put on the TV. And guess what? It's another episode of my daughter's favorite show, or I'll get in the car to drive somewhere. And all of a sudden I'll hear my daughter's music or yes. I'll I want to ask you, do you have those kind of breadcrumbs that happen? I know you said your daughter communicates with you or that she comes to you. And I I don't want to put you on the spot, making it sound like you're a medium, but you're a mother and you have intuition and you suffered a loss. And I want to ask, how is that side of things? Because a lot of people lose focus when they think of grief. They think, oh, this person's gone forever. There's no spiritual connection. And I I argue we got to redefine that and update the definition of that and understanding of it. Absolutely. And that came through tenfold when she came to find me to let me know about her death. And I found out before I was officially told by the police. So they arrived after. So I actually found out on Google, believe it or not. And that's a whole story in itself. I guess what I learned from that was just to understand and have an awareness that there was something way bigger at play here that I needed to trust. And trust is a tough thing when you've just lost the most amazing person out of your life. But I did. And I trusted her to look after me. And she did. She wrapped me up in a cocoon for about a cocoon of love for about six months because she knew we were like, we were so close. Honestly, we had the most amazing teenage years. And oh gosh, she was a beautiful soul. She was always an old soul. She had been here many times before. You're like sisters, huh? Oh, wow. In certain ways. The boss. I think she was the boss, actually. <laughs> she always wanted to be the parent. 
<laughs> and yeah, so that allowed me to then be open to all the signs. So the thing is that when we are so mired in our grief and crying and unable to get out of bed and do anything, we also miss the beautiful signs that have been sent to us from our loved ones if they're sending signs. And Atal, she just gave me signs all over the place. But a funeral, oh, we had the most incredible experiences and sending chills down my spine. And she actually gave me the courage to stand up and speak and do the eulogy on her. And that was incredible. And she just fed it all through to me. And then she let me know later that there weren't too many people there that she didn't want to be there. It was a huge funeral. It was like huge. And then we had butterflies like I went to visit a friend and this friend is a new child really well and she was saying oh my gosh I keep getting these multiple printouts coming through at work and I know I only sent one copy and they just keep coming through and I said that is tall like it was like too coincidental and it happened multiple times and I said there's no other explanation and then when I went to visit her at her home, there was an incredible black and intensely blue butterfly. Uh, and it was sitting inside the window of the house. I've never seen it. butterflies up here before. And she said, neither have I. And it sat there and it sat there for the whole duration we were there inside. And it was just, oh, honestly, I just get these incredible feelings. Like she comes into my heart and I can feel her coming into my heart when she really wants me to know I'm there with her. So I might be going through something tough or knowing I have to do something and she'll just come into me. Incredible. Oh, gosh. And dreams, dreams. If you're dreaming of them, they're coming through to you. I agree. And visitations and so, are big, right? They yeah. come and they're real and they're real dreams. People think, oh, it's just a dream. It's a fake. No, it's real. It no. happens. And when every when single, sorry, I need to right. share with you about the music because every single time I hopped into my car for months after she died, the same song would play on the radio. Harry Styles, Sign of the Times. Wow. The Have you reached out? Stop your crying. Have you reached out to Harry Styles and let him know that was a song that your daughter communicates with you about after her no. passing? That, I'm sure I that haven't, but I should do that. You should yeah. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to say this. When is your book coming out? <laughs> if you don't have one, I'm telling you one's coming out because there's no way you could do this kind of inspiring work and go through these challenges and obstacles. And come out on the other side. Now are you out on the other side? My goodness. You're setting, a, you're trailblazing. You're creating a path for others to follow in the midst of such grief. And I have to say, when I say that, you're in this mission right now. And I feel it. I can sense it. I know it. And I feel like your experience is only halfway there. Thank you, Jason. Look, I have this feeling as well, both around the book and my journey and my destiny. <laughs> And I thank you so much for validating that. The book, well, is it's almost written, but it's like I will know when it needs to come together. And it's not quite yet, but it will months. definitely come together <laughs> quite quickly. And the other thing is that the more I allow myself just to be in this journey for the journey's sake, 
to do this podcast how it needs to be done. Because like I got sucked into thinking, oh, I had to have so many followers and when I had to have all these other things on social media. And then the more I'm doing it, the more I'm recognizing that somehow it's finding its way to the people who need to hear it. And I'm that's divine guidance. And I'm not going to interfere with that. And I am just not going to succumb to what I other people tell me I should be doing to have a successful podcast. I am just going to honor this journey. And whether it's this year, whether it's next year, it the timing is out there and it will just come when it needs to come. And as I go through it, I just need to honor the people who trust in me to share their stories. I have to share with I have to share this. And this is how divine this whole thing is. Because I only ever put out two posts to get guests. And I belong to an amazing pod match platform, which is incredible. That's how we met. (laughs) Yes. And I love pod match. (laughs) Yes. But I get these random emails as well from, I don't know where they come from, from people all over the world. Like to give you an example, I got to interview the guy who developed DNA technologies in the world. Now, he has had what is akin to five near-death experiences. They're, they're not typical in the sense of what we know as near-death experience. But when you talk to this guy, you get to understand, like, not only is he a scientist with all the evidence behind it, but he's hugely spiritual as well and has had these amazing experiences. Who brought him to me? It's just like I, and then I got to interview him again a second time. And he said at the end of the show, he said, I haven't done an interview. I've given up doing podcast interviews. He said, I haven't done one in six months. And I went, oh my gosh, why are you doing mine? Again, and he said, Because I love what you're doing. It's beautiful what you're doing. I love what you're doing Uh, myself. I have to, I know it sounds like I I, I sometimes don't contain myself when I get excited. (laughs) And talking to you today, in light of what I've been experiencing on a personal level with Eva and her family, and just the miracles I've seen unfold in the last few weeks, and just I can't even say you inspire me because that's just so cliche. You do more than inspire me. You are the reason I wake up in the morning. You are the reason I am in front of a camera right now. And you're the reason I wake up tomorrow morning. I mean that. I feel so empowered by just talking to you and sharing my platform with you today. Because so many of us wonder and we try to expel the thought immediately. What would happen if? What would happen if you lost the most treasured thing in your life? How would you handle that? What would you do with it? And most of us say, cancel it out. Don't talk about it. You don't want to, you don't want that to happen. And then when you're actually presented with it and you can't go back in time, you can't rewind, you got to go forward and you got to, you don't have a book. You don't have a map. You don't have, and trying to navigate all that's not a life skill that hopefully most of us will never have to deal with. And you are the, I'm not going to say you're the poster child for that. I'm going to say that you are the person who firsthand can show what happens after a tragedy occurs, that's not the end result. That's just one dot in the trajectory of it. Your life has transformed itself. You're the poster child of resiliency and spirituality rolled into one. The power of creation, we all talk about it at church. The power of creation, God created the universe. And I can go through all that, I won't. But the power of creation, when you can be creative and you can channel that energy into a positive flow direction, like you are right now, like we are right now talking and 
and sharing on this episode and all the countless other conversations you're having between your show and other guests you're interacting with. That's not anything that you could put your finger on. But over time, it is something you can measure. It's immeasurable. Actually, I should say, you could try to measure it, but it's immeasurable. But the impact you're really doing right now, the ripple effect. If you throw a pebble in a pond and you see the ripple effect come out, you're like a boulder. I have to stop you because I am so humbled by what you're saying, Jason. But really, I'm just like everybody else. Like we all have within us something incredibly special that we need to share with the world. And I think it's no accident that we are here. I think it's no accident that we have the experiences that we do have. And I just want every single person to know that it's no accident. You are here in this lifetime experiencing what you are experiencing because you are somebody incredibly special with your own set of skills. And you need to honor that. And so I don't actually consider myself anybody special. And sorry, somebody's just started mowing their lawns next door. (laughs) We're living Uh, there. But I just have to trust. And that's what's led me on this journey. And now when I started podcasting, I had the fear that everybody has when they start podcasting. Is anybody going to listen? And how do I know if I listen (laughs) You can get the downloads and things like that. But a lot of people listen without downloads and things like that. But do you know what? I just had to put that all aside because I thought it's not about the numbers. Because even if there's just one person who is out there who listens to this episode and hears something that is going to help shift something within inside of them so they can step forward and be their own personal, fantastic, incredible, great self, then this is worth it. I'm humbled by you. <laughs> I'll leave it there, okay? I'm humbled by you. <laughs> I want to ask you this question. What do you do in your free time right now? What do I do in my free time? I connect. If you have any. I, yeah. The thing is that I need to walk. I need to walk in nature. So I have these beautiful tracks and places around where I live, where I just need to be in my own space. And I think and I absorb everything around me. And I recognize nature is incredible and it provides so much energy. And I think that helps me disconnect from the day to day because Like everybody, I get caught up in all the minutiae that we experience in life of somebody's not happy with this and you have to go and deal with it. And you can get caught up in that. So for me personally, I've learned the value of needing to ground myself in nature. And when I have free time, I spend it with people I'm very close to who I can just be myself with or I go out into nature. Yeah. I love it. And nature therapy has been pivotal for me too. Even it's just getting outside and walking along the water where I live in Tampa. I love to be able to get outside and do that. Animals are important for me too. I have two birds. Yes. yes. Animals help me a lot. I feel like being able to connect with mother earth and knowing we're part yes. of a larger system of things. We're not just isolated in our houses and that kind of oh. thing. So it's, it's powerful that you bring up nature healing. And I think that's great. What do you think for your vantage point 
if you would look at your journey the last four or five years since your daughter's death, if you were to look back at yourself now to the you before the accident, what would you say to yourself? Out of the absolute worst has come the best. And how proud I am that I stepped up to the plate, that I just honored her in a way that makes her proud of me every single day. And I think that's a huge driver in my whole journey. I want her to be proud of me. She's not here beside me, but she's there. She is here beside me, but not in the physical way that we experience. Every single day, I want her to win. It's even how I manage everyday life. And now I stop and think, is that a big thing? Do I need to be worrying about that anymore? And more more often than not, the answer is no. You don't need to worry about that. That's just a minor blip on the radar. What are the bigger things? Worry about the big things in life when they happen and only when they happen, not before they happen, not after they've happened, just when they happen. And I've learned to live in the moment. And when I live in the moment, I have had the most incredible experiences, attracted the most beautiful people into my life. Every single day, I'm grateful for that. But I had to do the hard work. Don't get me wrong. It just hasn't just happened. I had to face a few home truths. Like I had a very jealous personality. And and I had to think, girlfriend, how is that serving you? So what if somebody has something that you haven't got? And in, in the letting go, it opened the doors for me. It's knowing that I no longer have to be perfect. Like I would have been terrified putting myself on camera. And now I think it's okay. I just be who you are. Just do it. Because there are a lot of people out there who are worse off than you, who need to see that you have the courage to step up and just be who you are, you know, what and all. I couldn't ask for a better guest on my show. I couldn't ask for a better story to tell and share. And I do some great interviews. I love the people come on, but you're one of the most touching situations, I'd have to say, in light of everything that I get to talk and share with you today and share with our audience. It really touches. I'm going to leave this conversation today and I will likely be on a very high place for myself, happy, like overjoyed. Yes. You know what I'm talking about when we get to do this? I do. I do. I don't get beside myself and feel bad about something or feel sad. I feel so like my, you just gave me so much meaning and purpose today. And I'm not going to go back on the boulder with the ripple effect. But what I mean is like having just the opportunity of interviewing you and sharing your amazing story with us and everyone here, it doesn't reverse the pain, the horror, the tragedy you've been through, but it shows others that when you deal with this type of situation, things come out of this that are miraculous things come out of this with the spirit of renewal and rebirth and resiliency that are God's blessings that not many of us realize we have within us. You're showing people through your own actions, your own deeds, what you can do when you're knocked down. And we don't even know what is possible. That's it. Did I know? Did I think I would react like this? When I lost my child, no, I thought I would be in a heap, absolutely not able to get up and not able to carry on. 
but she showed me something far more powerful and far more oh, life-affirming. And it's, it wasn't my time. It was her time. And I know people hate it when you say that. Oh, it was her time. She, she showed me it was her time. She said, Mom, come, done everything I need to do here. You see her again. <laughs> yeah. I believe she's, when she's we... got bigger things to do, and she is doing bigger things. How she is impacting not only my life, but all her friends' lives and all the people that she has been in connection with, she is doing incredible work. And how proud am I to be her mom? Oh. Yeah, I'm a proud mama here. I have no regrets. And that's something people find really strange when I say I have no regrets. But truly, she gave me so much in her time with me. I had 18 incredibly beautiful, challenging, eventful, heartwarming years. I wouldn't change that for anything. I would have liked to have been longer, but it wasn't. So I'm going to take what I got given and honor that and be grateful for that. Share with our audience where they can find you. I'm going to have the information in the show notes, but <laughs> give us a, an opportunity. So if anyone's listening and they usually do, they'll write down this information or what. Okay. So my energy healing is healing with the number two, the letter B, the letter U.com. So H-T-T-P-S. What is it? Colon forward slash forward slash. Yeah. And then healing to be you.com. Now you go there. That's my website. You can find all sorts about me. If you want to tune into my Instagram, also go to that handle healing to be you with an underscore underneath at the end of it. You can Google the beautiful side of grief. And that will show up on many different platforms, whatever your podcast platform is or isn't. You can find me. And then on Facebook, you can find me under Healing to Be You Again or The Beautiful Side of Grief. Just, yeah. And if you want to reach out to me, you're always welcome to do that. It doesn't matter. I live on the other side of the world. I have beautiful friends in Estonia, in the States, in France, all over the world, who I connect with, and we just make it work. If you want to connect with me, I'm more than happy for you to do so. I have to say, I am blown away <laughs> by uh, your presence on my show and sharing your plat- our platform with you. And I'm just so honored. I just want to thank Helen for coming on the show today, sharing her personal story, discussing the tragic loss of her daughter to a car accident in 2017. I will say this, that's just the beginning of her journey. You guys are going to hear from her regularly in the future because I'm going to love to focus when she releases her book in the future. I want to have her on again. I believe that the work that Helen is doing is immeasurable. You can't script this stuff. Just having someone with her reach, her experience and knowledge, I would say reach out to Helen. You don't have to be a grieving mother to reach out to Helen. Reach out to Helen for energy healing. Reach out to her to listen to her show. Get motivated, inspired by her because this is somebody I believe is meant to be in front of people. And it's my honor to have her here today and sharing her information with each of you. 
check out this information, guys. Check out the beautiful side of grief. Check out healingtobeyou.com and healingtobeyou underscore on Instagram. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid.